Hi, this is Simply Scott, and I'm Scott. Just doing my best to share what I've learned in 40 plus years of walking around on this earth about staying healthy and fit. And the real key to this show is making it simple because if it's simple, you'll do it. If you do it, you get results. Creates a positive cycle that we want to create. When you overcomplicate uh, health and fitness, lives are just busy and complicated already these days. And to just throw something that takes too much planning, too much time into that mix uh, is usually not sustainable. So health and fitness are critical. It's something you got to do for the rest of your life. It's not something that you get amped up and excited about for uh, a month, two months, uh, three months, even a year. It's something that we all have to be concerned about for the rest of our lives. Staying healthy and fit is a lifelong quest, so let's try to make it simple. Uh, By my count, today is episode number, or this is episode number 17. So I guess that will make my next, next episode number 18, which will maybe make me a real podcast grown-up. I don't know. But today, uh, for episode number 17, we're going to talk about starting those habits early for those of you who have young people in your lives. Maybe you're a parent, maybe you're a grandparent, uncle, aunt, teacher, coach, whatever but there are young people in your life and you want to encourage them to care about and to develop good habits, practices, desires uh, about health and fitness. Um, I thought for a moment about trying to include in one episode eating habits and uh, exercise habits and I think that I will just split them up instead and this episode is going to focus on exercise exercise and it changes at different ages of course for those kids number one thing i'm going to say that really applies across all ages it changes obviously a little bit as kids get older but that is to be involved in the activity yourself right like the chances of your kids enjoying an activity that's good for them or any kind of activity really, quite often, eh, it changes a little bit when they get older and become teenagers, but quite often depends on whether or not you're involved, right? So if you are doing it with them, one, it's good time together, uh, which is just something that I think we all want for children, whether they're our own children or just other children that we love and care about is that they have good, positive interactions with adults that teach them good things, good habits, and um, just create positive relationships in their lives and positive influence in their lives. So spending time with your kids doing the activity is, is a huge way to connect really positive emotions to that activity with your kids. Even if you don't do it all the time, if it's something that you enjoy doing with them, make it enjoyable when you get to do it together. Maybe that's just on the weekends, maybe in the evenings, depending on the time of year. Um, 
it will really increase the chances that your kid uh, or the kids that you care about in your life, whether they're yours or not, um, do this activity. So I'm gonna go by age group a little bit here. I uh, also, in case you uh, haven't heard on a prior podcast, um, I am a father of four. I, at the time of this recording, have kids ranging from about two and a half to uh, eighth grade. Uh, So that's 13 plus and a couple in between there. Also, full disclosure, once upon a time, I too was a child. So I have personal experience living through all childhood ages and on into my adulthood. So I remember a few things about childhood. So uh, even though I haven't uh, raised any minors all the way to adulthood yet, uh, still have a lot of experience and information and observation to share with you. So for kids under four, the biggest thing here is just active play. And the best place to do that, unless you're listening from the Arctic Circle, is outside. I mean, outside just engenders more activity, a higher activity level than inside frequently. And I, but oddly in a calming way, uh, you know, you've, you've heard of going stir crazy and uh, cabin fever. Uh, getting outside also does a lot to help clear your kids' minds. And I frequently find that after some good outdoor play, um, kids are just in a lot better, they might not want to come inside, <laughs> but um, when they come back inside and after they've adjusted to the reality of not being able to stay outside 24-7, um, they, they tend to be in a better mood. They're a little calmer. They've exerted some energy in a really positive way. And there's just something very um, calming and right about being outside. So the little kids, especially kids under four, just try to go outside and play actively with them. You know, if they love balls, like my, both of my sons have, have and do love anything involving almost any kind of ball, um, you know, just go outside, kick the ball around, um, throw it, play with it, play keep away, you know, all of these things and just make it fun with the kid and you will uh, only hate me because your kid will want to go outside all the time <laughs> and you might not want to uh, but that's that's just really all it's about is just active play for those young kids standing up um, up and down on the ground getting up um, jumping around all the things that little kids do to get energy out and enjoy it and just take them outside so they just learn to love outside even more than they already naturally do. We just live lives that tend to be enclosed really far more than is healthy for uh, we human beings. So try to get them outside. You know, once they get to four, I have observed there are a lot more opportunities for organized sports in a mostly non-competitive, Uh, arena when they're that young. When they're that young, they're just getting introduced to uh, formal sports and being, you know, having a little bit of coordination, maybe enough coordination to kick a soccer ball or, um, you know, some other sports activity. I think sports are a great way 
for kids to learn to love um, physical movement and activity. Now, having said that, um, every kid is not the same, not equally gifted, and uh, you, you really need to look at sports for your kids, just like I've said in a prior episode about exercise for we adults, look at sports for your kids, especially when they're young, as a taste test. Try different things. Do not, please do not force your kid into something just because it's what you were good at or wanted to be good at. Um, That's just a good way to really, really increase the potential that your kid feels a lot of pressure around the activity and start to associate a lot of negative feelings with something that should be really positive and something they should do for the rest of their life, which is be physically active. Um, And at this age, four to 12, play, continue to go outside and play, um, tag, you know, the more energy you're expending, the better. Uh, It's great to feel exhausted after a game of tag and all the laughing and fun. Remember parents, you're getting out there today. This is a little extra exercise for you too, but also sports is really great. Um, Show some interest in the sports. I personally do not think it is necessary that you go to and sit through every practice and even every game, but please make it to as many games as possible. I mean, I, I do go to basically every game. I, I have barely missed a soccer game in the you know five plus years that my uh, nine-year-old son has played soccer. It's just something I want to be at. And the rare occasion I have missed it, it's usually because I'm doing something with one of the other kids and my wife has gone instead. But that, that's how you participate in the organized sports as they get older, is just being present. They want to know you're there, you're watching, you care. But I really, really don't believe that that means you've got to sit through every practice, guys. Um, that being said, you know, with modern technology, you can do a lot of things with practice other than watch every at-bat, pass, kick of the ball, twirl on the skates, uh, flip on the floor with gymnastics, whatever it is, lap in the pool, Um, you know, all of that business. Again, though, try a variety of things. More and more uh, organizations, you know, I am not a pediatrician. I am not, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, saying that I'm an expert here on this. I just have kids and I'm into fitness a lot myself, but a lot of organizations that are expert about child health, and fitness and wellness are coming out increasingly against early specialization. And when I say early specialization, I mean early specialization in sports. And that goes back to the taste test mentality that I uh, encouraged earlier to try a lot of things. Those little developing bodies, even the bigger developing bodies, I know you're like, what are you talking about? My son's bigger than me already. the, the early specialization just puts so much stress on the same body parts over and over and over again. I mean, we've, there are an ungodly number of high school pitchers getting surgery that used to be for experienced major league baseball pitchers. Now we've got tons of shoulder surgeries out there for high schoolers 
because they've just overpitched way too early in life, too many pitches. Uh, that's just one example. There are plenty of other examples in sport. Lots and lots of research to show that variety is good for kids, and I know it's hard. I really, really understand, that especially if you have a child that shows a lot of talent and um, ability and interest in a particular sport, and you start seeing scholarships on the horizon, right? Um, I have personally known, and there are untold numbers of examples of individuals who did not specialize until much later in their teen years um, and were extremely successful and had even more success than a lot of people who specialize earlier than their late teen years because they had not um, beaten up the parts of their body that they needed for those sports, right? They had spread around the stress in positive ways in a lot of different sports. So please, please, please don't specialize too early. 13 and up, uh, that's when sports can really start to get more serious in a healthy way. Um, and also structured exercise outside of play and sports starts to become something that you might want to think about, especially if your child just doesn't show a lot of interest in sports anymore and is kind of done with that. We still all need to um, participate in physical activity. So, but really, really, really hold off on weight training. I, I feel really confident that I started weight training too early in life, um, probably 13, definitely by 14. And there's an increasing amount of commentary and research coming out from true experts suggesting that early weight training can be detrimental to a child's development. And remember, even though your 13-year-old son might be huge and strong or daughter might be seem, you know, uh, almost essentially like a full-grown woman, um, their bodies are still developing and putting that extra strain of weight beyond their body weight on their bodies, especially heavy weight, is, is just really proving to be something that can be detrimental and hurt their lifelong fitness journey, right? Because remember, we're starting early with these kids to create good habits and a love for physical activity. But we can never forget that the goal is lifelong health and fitness. So we don't wanna do things in the early years that are gonna jeopardize the lifelong pursuit of health and fitness. These are really simple ideas, guys, but I, we have to be intentional with our children. Things don't happen by accident and we can't farm it all out, ship them to a school, pay for coaches. You getting involved is one of the number one factors in your children or children that you care about, if you're not the parent, when they really see your interest and involvement in their activities, it's, it is such a positive reinforcement, really increases the chances that that emo positive emotional connection to physical activity, whether it's just hiking, bicycling, I mean, really anything. I mean, I can, I can only list just so many uh, examples 
don't be limited at all by the examples that I've uh, listed here. Look for whatever physical activity that gets the heart rate up and uh, causes some muscular exertion to happen and that your child might enjoy. Go for it. Try it out. Uh, maybe it's something you never did, you don't know about. Great. You get to learn it together. Go through it together. So hope some of these ideas sparked something in your mind to help you help the children in your life start great fitness habits that they can continue for a lifetime, right? Because that is the goal. And let's keep it simple, guys. Go outside and play. Join a sports team and really get into it. Again, go outside and play. And start only when they get a little bit older, a little more structured exercise and more competitive sports and you stay involved and maybe they can come to the gym with you. A lot of gyms do allow teenagers, once they're teenagers, to come into the workout area when they're supervised by an, an adult. So maybe they can come with you, but remember, don't go heavy on those weights when they're young. There's a lot of research that suggests you shouldn't do that. Do your research before you let your kids start something that you have any misgivings about. Talk to people who are experts in the field, including their pediatrician, of course. Uh, I hope that some of this simple advice will lead you to do it, to start sustainable good habits with your kids at an early age so they can outperform you. Isn't that what we all want? We wanna see young people today grow up to outperform us when they get to our ages. Not just outperform us by running faster, being stronger, but being happier, healthier, and living really amazing productive lives. Thanks for joining me on episode number 17 of Simply Scott. I hope you'll come back for number 18 when we celebrate my birth into true grown-up podcasting. I will see you then.